When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. I don't know if that did that, did that play for you, Paul. I don't know if it did for me. Like I said before, my 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 computer's having issues. But yeah, we're here anyway. I think we're live. I hope we're live. It says we're live, so I'm hoping we are. Um, welcome back to Preseason Press episode two. I'm Mick Moran, joined by the Liverpool Echoes, uh, Liverpool correspondent Paul Ghost. Paul, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on. It feels like a feels like it's been a long time since you had you on. So nice one to jump back on again. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I think it was, wasn't it? It was. It was... I think it's before Christmas, definitely. Um, I think it's the third time I've been on now. Um, but yeah, that's been a while. So yeah, keen to get stuck in and, and have a little matter. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Nice one again. But yeah, we'll basically just start with the with the with the best news, which is the news about Virgil Van Dijk. I mean, this came out on Monday. I think Klopp confirmed it, that he's going to take part in tomorrow's um, game against Hertha Berlin and play maybe twenty minutes or so. Which seems to be a complete U-turn to what he originally said after the after the last game, didn't he? He said that he he's probably not going to take a chance on him. But we're not complaining now. We it's, it's going to be boss to see to see Verge again, isn't it? Yeah, um, I, I think he might only play fifteen or twenty minutes if he does play at all. But I think the fact that Klopp, as you say, he did did do a bit of a U-turn, and he said on Friday after the Mainz game that he'd be surprised if Van Dijk and, and Gomez were playing. And then, as you say, by the Monday or the Tuesday, he was he was suggesting that he could play. And I think if um, if it was only a slight chance of him playing, I don't think he would have said that. I think the fact that he has come out and said what he said means he's probably nailed on for at least you know ten or fifteen minutes at least. And yeah, it'll be great to see him back on the pitch. You know, it's been been a long road since he hobbled off at Goodison Park in, in that crazy, crazy derby in the middle of October last season. Um, we've actually got a piece lined up for tomorrow on on Van Dijk. So I did count up the numbers today, and it's two hundred eighty five days. Since that game tomorrow, so um, I don't know if that's if that's a, a quick recovery or a, or, a, or a lengthy one or what from that type of injury. But um, yeah, it'd be great to see him back on the pitch on Thursday and then build up a bit of fitness. Possibly see him in one of the two games at Anfield in a couple of weeks. Obviously, they've got a game against Bologna a week tomorrow in Evian, um, and I don't think I don't think we'll see too much of him to begin with in the Premier League. I think we might see the. Might see him starting more after the international break, which is early September. I think for those three games, Burnley, uh, obviously Norwich uh, to begin with, and Chelsea, I think he's probably likely to be on the bench, just build on that fitness. And then after the international break, he'll be ready and ready to go again. He'll probably stay at Melwood, I guess, or actually rather, um, just building up that uh, fitness. And then, as, as I say, mid-September, he'll be ready to go. But uh, yeah, tomorrow will be a, be a big moment for him, no doubt. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I understand what Klopp's maybe thinking that he doesn't want to rush him, but I think that maybe the earlier the better in a way, just to like kind of throw him in and and just obviously not a, not an overly strenuous game against Hertha Berlin. It's obviously it's going to be 
still going to be a still a friendly, it's still going to be competitive and whatever else. But it's probably better just to get him in, get him settled. And I think also, go. You said Gomez might feature in the game after. So I mean, I don't know if that'll be the Bologna game or maybe we'll see him at, at Anfield against Bilbao. But that's another another one that we're, we're looking forward to, isn't it? To see to see Joe Gomez after he's been out for what seems like. Absolutely forever with with that horrendous injury. Like every time I see him training, I just see that scar on his knee. I'm just like, it's absolutely horrendous, isn't it? So he's one that definitely deserves a bit of good good fortune, doesn't he? In, in his favour because he's had absolutely a torrid time over the last couple of years up with the injuries. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 do you know what? It's a funny one because because people say he's injury prone, and, and I actually don't think he is. I think he's just been really unlucky with like three or four really long term injuries. They're not like little. No hamstrings or calf problems or adductor muscles. Then you know they, they are really long-term, serious, like leg breaks and ACLs and so on. And yeah, he Klopp did say didn't he, that he, he might be featuring in, in the game after. And, and I think that was an interesting one as well because um, his injury was was on international duty with England in the November, so it was about a month after Van Dijk or, or maybe three weeks. Um, so to hear that he might be featuring in the next game, you know, just a week after Van Dijk suggests that he's probably made a a really good recovery as well. So um yeah, fighting fit. Um obviously on, on top of those two on the men, Matip's already got himself fit. Canate's with the team now and that Phillips is still there. So what was um a pretty dire situation a few weeks ago for the centre backs now looks a real position of strength and, and I think that'll be really um you know a big a big point of the season for Liverpool next season. Yeah, I think we all can't wait, can't we, to to see uh like Canate looks just like he's just a beast and an absolute man mountain and then you've got like Matip who I mean he looks like I don't know, like unbelievable in training, doesn't he? Like just doing step overs and that and just taking three or four people on and laying it off and getting in the box and scoring like crazy. But like it's like in a similar vein to Joe Gomez, we're also hoping that Joel Matip can stay injury free because like when he's on He's top of his game. He's he's one of the best in the world, isn't he? So, I mean, in terms of that that friendly then tomorrow. So I think uh, Jurgen said that Robbo would also get some minutes, which would also be very good as well. Who else do you reckon will play? I mean, I imagine maybe Jota will get some minutes as well. Yeah, I imagine Jota will. Uh, Klopp said on Friday that neither he was only on the bench as a kind of absolute, you know, last resort, and and he didn't play that. You know, Klopp named. Two teams and, and twenty-three players, and, and Jota was still kicking his heels on the bench. So, uh, yeah, I expect him to, to feature at some point tomorrow. Um, I think he might even start. To be honest, I think he might he might play down the middle where Oxley Chamberlain's been playing, and, and um, maybe uh, Oxley might get a little run out it back in his favoured midfield, or he might have to start on the bench. But um, yeah, I mean, he's got loads of options, hasn't he, Clark? I mean, this has probably been the first pre-season since he's been at the club that he's had most of his. As big guns from early on, hasn't he? Um, you know, Salah, Van Dijk, Gomez, Matip, Mane. Um, you know, all these players have been there from day one. Um, Trent, and that has has always been the case. You know, you think of the season Liverpool won the league. Sadio Mane came back on the Monday, and Liverpool played Norwich on the Friday night. Um, so uh, I think you might see almost a bit of a perfect storm for Liverpool in terms of. Most of the squad getting a full pre-season, everyone coming back from injury at the right time. Crowds back in, fans cheering them on. They haven't had that at all for 18 months. So I think this all might combine just um, just to kind of help them fly out the traps for the next month or so when the season begins. Yeah, definitely. I think that's even like why I'm most excited, like all the things you just mentioned there. Even if, I mean, we're going to come on to transfers in a bit, and even if we just sign Canate, 
I think like all the stuff you mentioned, that's what I'm most excited about, seeing fans back in the stadium, to see Van Dijk, Gomez, Matip and Hendo and Mane with five weeks rest, Salah with seven weeks rest, like people rejuvenated and ready to go. And if we add to that, then even better. It's even better for us going into the season. But just while just on Jota, while, while, we're, on, while we're on the topic, I mean, I'm personally really excited to see him because obviously debut season last season got 13 goals which I mean he was hampered with injuries a few times which which was a shame but like we said with fans back into stadium it's going to be it's exciting to see what he's going to do isn't it this this season yeah definitely uh, I, I think he probably exceeded expectation didn't he for his first season 13 goals only Salah and Mane scored more than him and you know if he wouldn't have had that three month injury with the knee you know what would he have finished up on he, he could have been even been pushing towards 20 because when he got injured he was he was in a a real hot streak of form, hasn't he? He scored the Attrick in, in the Champions League against the Atalanta and um was looking like one of the buyers of the summer. Um so yeah, I'm looking forward to him getting another, you know, a, a, a second season Anfield with fans, you know, with him and Thiago in particular, I think it'll be massive for them to play in front of fans. You know, this is the the reason he joined Liverpool and and um I think um, you know, this this is still the squad that won the league by 18 points just over a year ago, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, you had the injury problems and, and rival fans and rival clubs might scoff and say, well, everyone has injuries. But, um, you know, Liverpool were playing the last 10 games with Reese Williams and Matt Phillips at centre-back and Henderson was out from February and no Van Dijk, no Matip, no Gomez. Milner was out for a bit. Alisson missed a few games. Go right throughout the squad, Thiago and, and Jota, as you mentioned, the new signings, they were out for a combined six months between them. So um, right throughout the squad, there were, there were long, lengthy layoffs. So hopefully if they can avoid that next season, they've got the bulk of the squad that, that won the league in an absolute canter. And they've got Canate and Jota and, and Thiago with the fans. And, and I just, as I say, I just think it's all kind of building towards um, what's going to be a really exciting season. Yeah. I mean, when you put it like that, I, can't, I just want Norwich to be tomorrow now. I can't, <laughs> can't absolutely wait for that to be boss. But um, yeah, moving on slightly then to, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of transfer rumours and whatever else, but I understand the, the clamour for it and whatever else. So I mean, while, while we've got you here and you're the, you're the big fella on, on the transfer front, I just thought I might as well throw a few, well, I'll throw a few Liverpool names and what, 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 what we're doing outgoing wise first. Um, obviously, I think it was a few days ago that Shaq, came out and said that he wants to leave and I think there was uh, Lazio was one of the names that were muted that he might be leaving to and I think this one's been a, a bit inevitable hasn't it that, that he might leave obviously he's got got eight goals for us in 63 games over his three years for the club and obviously some of those goals have been absolutely huge huge goals like two against Man United and Mourinho gets sacked and whatever else does throw a whole host of other ones in, in, into that category but he's he's just one of them. Like he's quality. There's no doubt on the quality, and he's he's a great fella to have around and whatever. But he's just not available enough, is he, to to kind of maintain that progression that we need in in, in the squad? Yeah, I, I think his time has come, hasn't it, to move on? Um, I think there were quite telling comments to Corriere dello Sport in Italy earlier this week, and it was almost a come and get me plea to Lazio, wasn't it? Um, Lazio, one of the clubs interested. Sevilla, um, Villarreal, and Napoli. Um, they've all been contacted, or in contact rather with his agents, I believe. And uh, the club have been basically waiting for, you know, by the phone for, for clubs to pick up and speak to him. And yeah, I think there's an inevitability about it now. He was obviously wanted 
back in January 2020, but Klopp didn't want anyone leaving. He wanted all hands on deck as Liverpool kind of closed in on the title. Um, Sevilla and Roma that summer, I think. And then last summer was um, Lazio again. I think he's thinks that he wanted to stay and fight for his place at the time, but now obviously after the, the season they've just had, he, he's, he's told Liverpool he wants a new challenge and Liverpool happy for him to speak to new clubs. So uh, I think they're looking at about twelve to fifteen million for him, and then um, I think that would probably be a good bit of business for everyone. He's, he's almost like the the elite journeyman, if you like, Shakiri. He's been at uh, Bayern Munich and Inter and Liverpool, and had obviously a bit of time at Stoke, and, and now he's probably going to move on to. You know, not so much the the giants of the game, almost like, like a rung underneath. You know, Europa League winners, Villarreal and Sevilla, Lazio. Napoli is, is probably a little bit of a bigger club than those, but yeah, they, I, th- I think that kind of level is his level. You know, a, a good European outfit who, who are going to be in Europe every year, whether it's the Champions League or, or the Europa League. And um, I think he'll see out, uh, you know, a good couple of years wherever he goes and, and probably, uh, you know, be a big star for them. Yeah, I think he's he, he he might just be one of those players that need to be like the the big the big fella in the team who like maybe the the the, the possession needs to go through him and he needs to be like like kind of like Coutinho was for for us and kind of the play went through through him and everything went through. Obviously, he was terrific for us, but I think maybe if he goes to a, a bit of a a smaller club in inverted commas, so to speak, then that that might happen and that might be better for him. And if we get some money for him, that can. Kind of yeah, cover what we pay for them. Then it's it's all the better for us, isn't it? But in terms of like the squad, then um, I mean, yeah. there's a few question marks about whether Harvey Elliott will be the natural successor to his uh, position. Obviously, he's homegrown. He's 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 only eighteen. He's a boyhood red, and I think it's been quite pointed in the in the uh, the recent friendlies anyway. The Klopp's been playing him in a midfield position, and I think I mean if we see that again tomorrow, I think it. Is he, do you think he's the most likely to, to take that spot? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I, I don't. I don't see Elliot at the moment. Anyway, going back on loan, so I think you know as things stand, he's going to be starting the season as a Liverpool player. But um, I, I think I think he'd, he'd be great to you know almost like his first season when he played in the. League Cup games against MK Dons and Arsenal and, and played in the FA Cup against Everton. I, I think, you know, if he can get some minutes in those competitions, I think that will probably be, you know, another good season for, for Harvey Elliott. He's still only 18. He's in no rush to, or the club are in no rush to kind of throw him in at the absolute deep end, you know, if he, if he don't think he can handle it. Um, so, yeah, then maybe he will feature a little bit more now and again in the Premier League. But I, I still uh, suspect that... Um, Liverpool might be looking to to bring someone in in that forward area to um, counteract the loss of, of a Shaqiri and, and you, you might hear some things over the coming days that suggest that Klopp sees Harvey Elliott as the Shaqiri's replacement and it kind of make, makes sense to a degree, doesn't it? Similar types of players, both you know low centre of gravity, both left-footed, small, nimble, creative types of players. Um, obviously Elliott is well, over 10 years younger than Shaqiri and and knock off the experience or the, the, the pedigree at this level of his career. But um, I still think that um, Liverpool will be looking at what is available in terms of um, forward options. Yeah, I think, I mean, I was going to mention other players who I think are quite similar in, in terms of the, the squad, uh, Rigi and Minamino. Where do, you, where do you stand on those two? Do you think 
obviously if Shaq goes, you think though either another one of those two will go, or maybe does it depend on obviously what Klopp and on the scouting team maybe what finds in the transfer market first, or does it all depend on maybe getting rid of as many as we can first before we can see what's out there? Yeah, I, I think they are keen to clear the decks. To be honest, we've seen Gruwich, uh, Tyro Awani, I can never say his name, um, <laughs> and Harry Wilson leave. You know, last week, um, Liam Miller's gone, Camilla Gabara, um, Shakiri's probably going to be the next one up. Nico Williams could move away, Nat Phillips still could move away, and, and I think Liverpool are keen to kind of um, do their albums first and then assess what might be available. Um, I don't see Minamino leaving um, unless there's a, a bit of a change of heart from Southampton or there's a, you know, a, a sizable offer that comes almost out of nowhere, I think. He's looking like he's going to be getting another another crack at the whip. Um, so I, th- I think he'll stay as it stands. Dave Okarigi, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked either way. I mean, I, I, th- I think the club would be willing to listen to offers, um, and I think for him, he probably does need to move on. He only scored one last season, and it was in the in the seven-two win against Lincoln, and I think it was the seventh goal. Um, so an absolute, you know ordinary campaign at best for, for the Vakarigi. So I think his, his career has probably stalled a little bit and, and, you know, for his own kind of career, he probably looks to move on. But again, I'm, I'm not too sure who who would be interested in him at this point. But yeah, I, I think if, out of those two, I'd expect Minamino to go and Origi to leave. But then again, I wouldn't be completely shocked if Origi uh, just stays quiet in the background and ends up staying at the club. Strange <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, it, we all love a read, don't we? But I do think it's like it is just time to cut the cords, like a similar with the carriers, and like we've done with Grouch, that it was just similar where you just kind of like you're lingering on. And it, it, is it doing anyone any good? Is it probably worth just going and yeah, going somewhere else? I don't know because obviously he's had loads of iconic moments, hasn't he? Did with Harry, and he'll go down as like yeah. a proper cult hero for the for the moments and the games he played in. But in terms of um I mean Paul's Paul's just put a comment there in the in the thing saying evening. Uh, does Paul make see us making a conscious effort to buy British or is it not a problem? And it just ties into what me like the question was like there's a lot of links, isn't he? Like obviously with Liverpool and transfer season there's just absolutely hundreds and thousands of links. And one of them is Sol Naguez which seems like it's going to be another Canopoli anchor. Just like, hopefully this time we actually get the fella rather than it just going on for windows and windows. And the other one is Federico Chiesa, who obviously we've seen in the Euros, and he's just absolutely, he's class, isn't he? He just uses class the way the way he operates on top end of the pitch. But do you think any of those two, or do you, like like Paul says in the comments, do you think it is a case of maybe going for for a British option, like a, like a Jared Bowen or something like that? Yeah, I think um, I think it all revolves around the the homegrown quotas. Um, is it's they put about seventeen at the moment, and and if they need, if they want to bring in a foreign player, they're going to have to move someone on. I mean, that would tie in nicely with Shakiri's potential exit. Um, so I don't, I don't think um, I don't think it's it's a it's a deal breaker either way. To be honest, I think. They will get who they feel is the right man, regardless of his passport. But it's obviously something that they're going to have to be mindful of and, and wary of. So they will have to monitor the situation. And, and the, the Jared Bowen link was interesting. Um, I, I, I think he he is part of, of a of a short list of attacking options. I think he got eight goals last season for West Ham, and 
that doesn't exactly scream Liverpool superstar, but eight goals in a West Ham team, he finished eighth, and he, and he played all 38 games, so he's obviously had a, had a big, big impact for them last season. Um, I haven't seen too much of him. Um, I know he, he was obviously a hole, he's got, he's got a good left foot, he seems relatively quick. Um, is he at the level ready to, to push on? I think that's kind of what Liverpool are looking at this summer, it's players who are maybe aged between 21, 24, 25, Players who can come to Liverpool and make that step up rather than, you know, arriving at the club as the, the finished article. Almost like, you know, Jota was the, the perfect example of that, I think. You know, you're looking at him. Since he's come to Liverpool, he's established himself at a bigger club. He's become a Portugal international. He's playing the front with Ronaldo with the Euros and, and he's really becoming a, a bit of a, you know, a name in, in European football. I think that that's probably the profile of players that Liverpool are looking to target. And, and, and Jared Bowen, to be fair, probably ties into that. The issue is probably West Ham not really um, under any pressure to sell, so I don't really see Liverpool, you know, spending fortunes on them. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I think kind of that profile between 21 and 25, players who are very start and play a number of positions and, and Liverpool don't think are going to cost the earth. Um, which brings me on to Chiesa. I've seen the thing the other day saying Liverpool have had an 86 million pound bid rejected and you know, it, it, if you if you follow Liverpool to any kind of level, you know that that's probably not true, don't you? Eighty six million pound. They obviously paid seventy five million for Van Dijk in January of twenty eighteen, but that was a you know completely broke the mould, and we haven't really seen it since, apart from Alison Becker, who was ten million short, but again, you know, an absolute um, must need, wasn't it? You know, goalkeeper um, as was a centre back. So, Kaja um, one. Don't really see too much in that one, to be honest. Um, Sal Maguez, well, it's all coming from Spain, isn't it? Um, but um, you know, the, the, the thing, the thing I always find with um, Spanish publications is they they do daily sports newspapers rather than just the sports section of a newspaper. So they need to fill absolute reams and reams of yeah of um, of newspapers. So that sometimes leads to things that aren't always accurate. Some are less accurate than you know. Whatever it is, but I've seen the noises seem to be at the moment that United are, are in forum. Liverpool's name seems to be mentioned a little bit less frequently than it has been over the last few weeks. Um, so wait, wait and see if there's anything in that. But at the moment, I, I don't think um, he is someone who is an absolute priority at this point. Yeah, I, I think the only other thing that I mean, there's that since Genie's left, there's obviously another gap there, and there's, there's like I said, there's, there's also more. Links with every player under the sun, like No House and Basuma and uh, Renato, Renato Sanchez, and like just just everyone. Do, do you think it's a similar case of like maybe like a Basuma, like a maybe not British, but is in the Premier League and trying to get that player just before at the sweet spot, just before they can't, like you said, with the Jota and we've done it with Robbo, where they're just at the sweet spot, where they're yeah. just about to explode into what the Klopp and the scouting team know they can go into it in their natural progression. Do you think maybe someone like a Basuma would, would be an option or who, who do you think would maybe would be the, the best option out of the, the hundreds that we've we've heard? Who do, who do I think would be the best option? Um, I'd probably say the most realistic at this point would probably be Florian Neuhaus. Um, I think Liverpool have kind of tested the waters there earlier, earlier this year. Um, not an imminence, but he is a player who, who Klopp seems to like. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I think you're spot on there, Mick, about the you know the, the kind of level that the player do that after. Just you know the players you can you can really take the next step at Liverpool and, and Liverpool can get them before they become the you know the big names in the game and and that that's not new really. Liverpool have always done that. You know you, you go back to even back to Fernando Torres. You know he, he was he was a big name at Atletico Madrid, but he wasn't the the elite striker that he was until he came to Liverpool. And same as Suarez again, people knew him at Ajax, but he wasn't this absolute superstar until he came to Liverpool. Coutinho. Um, you know, you can you can go right throughout, and, and there are always players who have come with something to prove um, and a, and a name to make for themselves, and and I think that is going to be something that Liverpool are going to be looking to do again this summer. Yeah, like I said, it does it, it does happen quite a lot, doesn't it, with Liverpool, where we do try and get those type of players in, and obviously in the past it probably not worked out as much as it has under Klopp and Michael Edwards and, and everyone else because they're probably better at doing that because Klopp's done that even in his Dortmund days hasn't he like getting that player just what before the the, the made into a household name and, and can kind of turn them into that so yeah that's yeah, yeah it's yeah. I mean there's so many names isn't he so you just don't know what to actually actually believe before you actually see them in the red shirt but Jay's just put a little a little comment in there saying um how much was the transfer fee from Marcus Banks does Paul reckon that was a good deal or did they not see the value in the transfer <laughs> Any thoughts I think, on I think that? It was an eye-watering deal to get to get Banks over the line. Um, <laughs> he's he's um, he's done a Phil Chisnall, hasn't he? He's, he's crossed the other line. He's come from Manchester to Liverpool, which is uh, I think I think he, he's happy to have done it. Uh, yeah, he's he's settled in really well. To be fair, Marcus, he's a good lad. Been out uh, for a couple of uh, babies with him now, and uh, seems like a good lad. So uh, yeah, looking forward to working with him properly when we're back in uh, what they call offices, whenever that might be. I know, yeah, God, yeah. I think next week for me went back in, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we'll leave the transfer talk there because we're getting on for twenty-five minutes. I don't want to. I could chew your ear off all night about hundreds of names, but I, I won't do that. I won't be that bad to you. But another another thing, a couple more before before we go is, I mean, it might seem like quite old news now because it kind of started to trickle out last Monday about the Hendo contract situation and. Um, I mean, me and Jay did the video on the Genie Van Alden comments of when he left. And then if you haven't seen that, yeah, go and have a look at that on the channel. Um, but it kind of fed back into this topic that we kind of see the Van Alden situation as maybe like a turn it into like a positive that we don't want that to happen to anyone else. I mean, what where do you stand on all this Hendo stuff? It's, it's all been a bit crazy, hasn't it, since it came out? It has. Um, to be honest, I think it was a bit of a storm in a teacup, if I'm honest. Um, got two years left on his contract he's 31 is he um don't really see how or why it's been made into the issue it is but what what i think has happened i don't know this to be true but i think um we know that Liverpool have, have got um plans to give allison and fabinho van dyke Salah, trent robertson they're all in line for new contracts and i think um possibly henderson's representatives are looking at it thinking hang on you know why aren't we getting getting the, getting the call? Um, we've got the same amount on our deal, and, and look at what Jordan means to the club, and I know that is probably right and and, and proper. Um, but um, talk so far uh, from what what you read and, and people you speak to and so on, it's just proven a little bit. Um, you know, not a lot to write home about at the moment. So um, maybe it's. I mean, I don't think Henderson would would intentionally rock the boat but i think maybe the people part of his camp are having a little quiet word here and there and 
just making it known that um, you know Jordan deserves a contract just as much as anyone else, and um, probably right, aren't he? To be fair, Liverpool captain, um, you know, been at the club for ten years now. He's he's won the Premier League, the Champions League, Club World Cup, and whatever else, and he will be another driving force behind the, the title challenge this year. Um, so you, you can see it from their perspective, but also we know that um, you know. Michael Edwards under the kind of remit of, of FSG. Um, they're not too kind of sentimental. Otherwise, they would have offered Gino Arnaldo what he wanted and, and he'd be lining up in a Liverpool shirt tomorrow night. So, um, an interesting one. But um, ultimately, I think probably storming a teacup at, at this point and certainly don't see him moving to Atletico Madrid or, or PSG this summer anyway. Yeah, because I, I think, I mean, judging from what Klopp said, I think it was a few weeks ago that everyone's going to get three weeks off. So, I think he's due back in training next week, isn't he? At some point, obviously, we don't know what exactly. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So, I mean, do you expect that this, like, storm and a teacup. Do you reckon? Do you think that'll all get resolved? Because obviously, Hendo would have probably seen all the Ferrari that's came out and whatever else. Do you think it'll be probably resolved pretty quickly once once he's back at the club, or do you think it, it maybe ling- will linger on for a bit a bit longer? I don't know because um, from what. What, uh, what we've written and so on is that um, Liverpool are looking to kind of tie up Allison and, and Fabinho quite sharpish when they return. So maybe when, when Henderson's back, he'll, he'll, he'll be in the queue as well. I'm, I'm not too sure what, what the club would be thinking at, at this point. Um, I think um, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd probably bet on it just kind of calm down, quieten down, and then maybe at some stage this season it's just you know pops up to Jordan Henderson sign the new new contract at Liverpool till whatever year um because they've done it with Milner haven't they? they they did that mid-season with Milner a couple of years back um so no reason to see why they wouldn't do it with Henderson because um you know they're almost one and the same aren't they in terms of the leadership qualities and their influence and, and their importance so um yeah I, I kind of expected to quieten down a little bit and then Maybe when it, you know it's all been forgotten about, you'll just see it coming one day that Jordan Henderson signed the new deal. Yeah, because I mean, I imagine all the journalists are just like just waiting for Hendo to come back, get him in front of a camera with a mic, and that's probably going to be one of the first questions they ask: is yeah. Are you going to leave? And he's probably just going to go, "No chance," and then that'll just be the end of it. And then, like you said, it'll probably just before we know it, he'll, he'll sign a new contract because it'll just be that would just be absolutely. Absolutely mental if he left, especially after obviously all the Super League stuff and stuff yeah. FSG have done before that, and then let maybe wrong decision, maybe letting Genie leave, which is still still a bit of a mad one that 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 kind of happened really because he was such a key part of the the, the squad. But yeah, um, yeah, last one then, Paul. Before before I let you scarper, obviously we touched on earlier that you probably did kind of answer me question because I was going to ask you who you thought would be the two centre-halves for uh, for Norwich in 17 days time but um, who, who do, you th- do you think Van that it might be a bit too soon for Verge that one yeah I think so yeah I think um, you know unless he really shows up and Klopp and, and the, the medical team are completely bowled over by him in, in the next what 17 days you say two weeks I think it will be Canate and Mata um, and I don't think anyone would be too Concerned at that, would they? I think you know, last season you're looking at Henderson playing the centre back, and, and it, was, it was getting that bad that you, you you didn't even like you actually kind of thought, Oh, that, that's all right, Henderson's a centre back today. 
So if, if Liverpool have got two genuine proper centre backs at centre back, then um, yeah, that um, won't be too much of a concern. I think maybe we'll see Van Dijk after the more regularly after the September international break. Um, and Canate and Matt are, at the moment for me favourites to start against Norwich on the uh, on the fourteenth. Yeah, I think we'll just be happy. We would, like you said, just two two actual yeah. centre halves, and then obviously we have Phillips and Reese Williams and Kambach, who'd all done admirably. And to be honest, I still can't believe that we finished third. I still can't believe that that'll just <laughs> go down to one of them seasons. That was just absolutely mental when you look how many games we had left. I think we had like ten games left, and we were like eight points away from fourth, which was just mad that we actually did that. But yeah, Paul, I will we'll leave it there. Thanks for um thanks again for jumping on. I know you I know you're a busy man, so appreciate your your time. Uh, so so cheers for that. Um I mean we we recently hit one thousand subscribers on, on the podcast. That was that was a boss moment. But we're on we're on the, the charge for two K now. So if you did like the video go and give it a give it a like and, and subscribe and yeah just throw your uh, comments in in the um, in the video about who you'd like us to sign who and who you'd want us to get rid of but yeah cheers to again paul and um, we'll see you again next time sports social podcast network